Hi, this is Jim Montague, Executive Editor of Control Magazine and ControlGlobal.com, and this is the latest in our Control Amplified podcast series. In these recordings, we talk with expert sources about process control and automation topics and try to get beyond our print and online coverage to explore some of the underlying issues impacting users, system integrators, suppliers, and other people and organizations in these industries. For our latest podcast, we're talking to Steve Flans, Subject Matter Expert for Automation at CRB, uh, that's at www.crbusa.com, and he was also President of the International Society for Automation, uh, www.isa.org, in 2017. Uh, CRB itself is an engineering, architecture, construction, and consulting firm with more than 1,300 staff and 19 offices worldwide, and it's been aggressively transitioning to remote working technologies and procedures uh, during the current uh, COVID-19 crisis. Well, uh, Steve, sorry for the usual lengthy preamble, and uh, thanks for talking to us today. Glad to be here, Jim. Okay. Well, you know, first of all, as, as we're asking during all these kind of interviews uh, that's going on with the, the coronavirus, uh, what's happening with COVID-19 where you're at? Uh, how is your organization, people, and local industry community being at, impacted? Well, like uh, like I think everyone in the world is impacting us, and we're, we're dealing with it as best we can. Through what's happening with COVID-19, where we're at, considering we have 19 locations, there's variation in what COVID is doing locally. Some are, some are good, some are bad, and we... Uh, you know, hope that those who are suffering from this uh, recover and everything is all right. In the St. Louis area where I'm at, we're doing better than some other locations for a large metro area. Uh, predictions are that the curve will peak in the next two to three weeks in the St. Louis and Missouri area in general. Uh, but we know this is kind of subject to change. State's been under a stay-at-home order for a few weeks now. On a rare occasion of getting out, there are a lot less people out and about compared to normal. I, uh, my wife and I both, too, had virtual doctor's visits this week, so that was a change. The CRB started asking employees to, tradition, to transition to working from home, though I believe it was the week of March 15th. And it took about a week for nearly our entire St. Louis office to make the transition. Uh, that means an office of over 130 staff out now has less than a handful of people in the office at any point in time. Uh, our offices are still uh, officially open, but I would say that probably 95% or more of our office-based staff are working from home. In addition to most everyone working from home, we companies, uh, non-essential travel is suspended. So if you don't have to go anywhere for a job, a project, or meet, then absolutely do not go. Uh, no travel to to or from virus-affected regions in the countries. Uh, that's pretty normal for about anywhere, anyway. We're using virtual meeting methods, and many of our construction sites, while they're still open, there are practices and procedures in place to deal with the situation. I'll cover some of those we're doing a little later. So bottom line, our, our business is doing better than a lot of others. We have had to make some quick changes, but uh, I think we've been pretty successful at that. Right. So so then, you know, beyond your particular organization, how are your clients and their projects being affected by the coronavirus? And then maybe, you know, what's happening with the contractors and or suppliers that contribute to your efforts? 
given the nature of our business being heavily focused in the pharmaceutical and biotech industry, uh, it is not really a surprise that we're remaining relatively busy. CRB is working with our clients to bring essential medicines and vaccines to market with a new twist on not compromising work safety based on COVID. We've had a small percentage of active projects today put on hold or delayed. Projects not underway have had a higher percentage delayed or postponed. And then there's this n- a number of projects that have quickly appeared or active projects modified and accelerated as they are related to efforts to combat COVID-19. So it's you know, kind of us kind of being on the uh, tip of the spear, so to speak, uh, things are heating up in that arena. Uh, we're supporting clients' projects around the globe by leveraging our teams in each of our 19 offices. For example, uh, local European teams are supporting U.S.-based clients and project teams impacted by travel restrictions by completing factory and on-site acceptance tests at, at European sites. So a lot of our uh, equipment suppliers, uh, manufacturers, fabricators are European based, so a lot of stuff gets built there and shipped over, uh, that type of stuff. Leveraging our process expertise in uh, BARDA, which is Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, uh, experience to evaluate facility fit and enable rapid product change over in response to the pandemic. Think back to 9 11, there was a flurry of activity following those events. This is not the first time our Industry has done some sort of rapid shift or response to critical needs. In regards to contractors and suppliers, we're continually monitoring supply chains and subcontractors to make sure we can get materials and supplies for projects because, again, we're still building stuff actively. We've yet to see a substantial impact to equipment or automation system component supply availability. In some instances, I would say I see very little difference or no difference in uh, the response of us reaching out to vendors and getting information and, you know, quotes and things that are, you know, what's what's out there. Biggest difference is uh, we uh, hear a lot more kids yelling or dogs barking in the background when on calls with equipment vendors or technical support staff. They're working from home just like us. They still have people in their shops on warehouse floors building stuff or shipping it out. But uh, a lot of the people that uh, we deal with are also able to work from home. I get communications and, and good communications from a lot of suppliers and, and sales reps and the like that uh, that they are uh, saying they're open for business and they're able to support just as you know they have prior to this uh, with just a major hiccup of, of working from home and some communication glitches. Overall, we work with clients, and we've always done this to some extent, but now we put a little more emphasis on it, but uh, making sure we pay a little more attention to multi-site sourcing and and demand allocation, being aware that what do we have a plan B if something uh, suddenly becomes unavailable and we have to scramble to get something else to replace it. So a lot of contingency uh, planning, uh, managing uh, stock uh, and supplier just Keep in touch with the suppliers and make sure that we're talking with them so that we know what's going on with them. And they likewise keep us informed of any potential delays so that we can uh, have as much time as possible to respond. Cool. Now, when we talked earlier, you know, you kind of indicated that, you know, CRB has been transitioning quickly to more remote work tools uh, due to COVID-19. You know, what were they already doing that allowed them to accomplish the shift you're talking about? And, you know, maybe what are they doing that's new? Well, good, good stuff here. 
let me kind of give you a quick rundown of my morning. I thought it was kind of different. Uh, it actually was different because I actually went into the office today for the first time, and I think it's been about two weeks since I was actually there. Um, I had to go in and sign seal some drawings getting issued for construction permitting. Those still require a physical seal. You can't do some electronically, so I had to go in there. I, uh, I printed out a, a single-page document, the first piece of paper I think I ran through a printer out of a printer in, in over two weeks. I was one of only two people in our office of about 30, so it was kind of weird. Came back home, got home about 8 o'clock. Sitting in my office, I've been on two calls this morning, one with my local automation team. You know, five of us get together on a daily basis in the morning for a quick chat, what's going on, what we're doing, what are plans, what's come up, that type of stuff. And then our Farmer Corps team has a weekly meeting that we were part of, and everybody's web and we have well over 30 people on that so that was my morning but our existing work culture really uh positioned us well for making this transition we had a, i think we had a good head start here we have a high percentage of staff that routinely travel and work uh, remote client sites from home at times you're doing work in the airport terminal waiting on a flight you're at the hotel at night after working all day and still cranking out some stuff so we're there doing that already. Our IT infrastructure provided for high-speed communications, cloud-based tools, and that support that method of working. So we have a lot of people that are, are remoting in, and so the, the stuff was there in place. We've been using virtual meeting software to maintain support collaboration between all our geographically dispersed teams, our clients, project stakeholders. We use Skype, Microsoft Teams, Blue Jeans go to meetings and WebEx as our arsenal web-based meeting software. We're already using all those, and all of them have a different place, different strength, but and we find we need a variety of them sometimes to uh, accommodate people's uh, computer systems, clients, networks, firewalls, what they allow. So we had several that we use routinely, and uh, again, we're already using these means to do virtual meetings, and we also use a lot of 3D design software, CAD-based systems that allow us to basically draw up things and model the building and what we're building in 3D, and then we can virtually, over meetings, share that. I'm working on a current project where it's in construction phase right now, but we had a project team that was in four different time zones, all four different time zones of the U.S., and five different offices. Did a lot of virtual meetings with a client, an intricate level of detail for reviewing models where we actually brought up the 3D model and were able to virtually walk through the building and see what it looked like, see where we had uh, pipes going through beams and vice versa and that type of stuff. So we really, we, we did a lot of that. And, and the majority of our staff had experience, again, because I'd say more than well over half, probably two-thirds of our staff is, is fairly fluent in this. Uh, what we're doing really different, what changed, we're creating opportunities for team members to stay connected. You know, that human element is something that we, by nature, crave, and, and it's really obvious when we all get on the call. Everybody wants to, oh, how you doing, and that type of stuff. So uh, we're doing the virtual team huddles. Like I said, I did those. I talked about two we did this morning. We did company town halls. Uh, I've probably got two or three virtual happy hours on my calendar every week so just get together with different people different groups uh my isa background i have some people that we uh, still do things with and working there so, you know the nice thing is crb leadership really embraces the cloud technology and virtual meetings as a way to stay connected to all of our people we're a pretty big company and we're spread out our company president has a 
has been doing with all this, a series of weekly town halls uh, where we kind of hear about the state of our business, how it's being impacted on COVID-19 and what else ha is happening related to COVID-19 and how we're working within our office structures and what we're, we can or shouldn't do there, guidance for making sure that everyone's safe and health stays healthy. And it's kind of neat to sit there and see that on a weekly basis, we have probably well over 800 people on that Microsoft Teams call to listen to his little address. So, you know, we're, we got a lot of people that are, that were already savvy and pretty savvy and, and getting that way as well. We basically went from that many people, 1,300 people company, a lot of people in the office to almost everyone working remotely in about a week. You know, the biggest issues we had were just people picking up and moving monitors home so they had big screens to look at at home. Some of the hardware uh, people, there were some scrambling and there still are. Try to order a webcam and get it like in three days like we're used to on Amazon and other places, but those aren't, that's not happening. It, you know, Ethernet cables, miscellaneous items. But I guess my recommendation is to think simple that make sure you have decent quality headsets, webcams, and know how to control and use them. You know, know your software. Uh, again, most of our staff use these tools, and so it wasn't too big of a learning curve for most of us. Uh, compared to a year ago, if you think about it, too, our, fortunately, our, your home Internet bandwidth and performance is much improved. Probably in the last couple, three years, it's really gone up there because everybody's streaming movies and video and, and online gaming and whatnot. So that's cool. Uh, we're running some pretty heavy software applications via remote servers and the like, Revit, AutoCAD, Disk, uh, Revit, I'm sorry, uh, 3D Design CAD, for example. And so they have some uh, pretty good bandwidth requirements, but we're able to do that. We have a few outliers without in uh, farther out rural areas that don't have super internet connectivity. So we get used to them sounding kind of like Obi-Wan or Luke Skywalker when they're phoning in from the next galaxy over kind of thing but other than that that's that in a nutshell cool. now now then you know if other people want to you know duplicate this kind of process and, and adopt some of the tools um you know maybe how how can i decide you know which of the you know whether it's microsoft teams or you know some or blue gene or, or you know go to meeting how can i figure out which are the best ones for me just are they are they easy to try out if you haven't used them before yeah, they are, depends on the software you dig into that, but I think you, you can look around. A lot of them have free trials. They did before, at least I'm pretty sure they are now, and there are a number of them out there. Or by referrals, Microsoft Skype is in Teams that's integrated into Microsoft uh, Windows and Office, so that's a tool that is there and pretty mature and stable. You know, the go-to's, the blue jeans, and the WebEx. WebEx kind of the Cadillac. They're the powerhouse that really works in all cases. And it, it varies. Some are free, some are included, some are cost, and, and that type. So they're different cost structures. So there's a little bit of looking around. But the ones I mentioned probably are, are, are we, the ones that we see day in, day out for the most part in, in business and use. There are others out there the Zoom software that became immensely popular because it was free and easy and quick. They got nailed with massive demand and, and, and unfortunately, you know, you know, there are some issues that 
they're working through. But one of the things to remember too is that it was an all software to blame. Be careful how you use these tools so that you don't publicly broadcast your meeting so that anybody can join it and then mess with you while you're on your meeting. That's some of the things that were happening there. But we had trials there and I think most of those offer something. But yeah, I think you'll find too that one of the key things is that you're not going to find a one solution answer there necessarily. Particularly, well, for a person maybe, but for our business, again, some of these we have to use. Uh, we'll use one over the other based on what the, what the meeting is, whether it's international, certain clients require certain things for cybersecurity. So keep security and cybersecurity in mind. As far as other things, and you know, that was the actual tools, but some things that we did implement uh, early on here, even before there was a, a formally declared pandemic, we created a COVID-19 response team uh, that pulls, you know, key parts of our business together, you know, like, you know, legal safety, C-suite, communications, whatever, to go over and keep everybody informed of the latest government guidance development, uh, you know, what to, you know, how to, how to deal with it then and react at client job sites and to address the safety and health concerns of our, our workforce, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, some construction site specific because we are not only an engineering firm, but we do actually take it to the field, construct it and build it. And again, we're still building things and, you know, practice of social distancing. We go to groups of people. Uh, we, um, segregation between construction, cope and client operations, kind of make sure that, okay, you guys go work over there. You guys go work over there. Don't breathe on each other. That type of stuff. Uh, stagger breaks, limit the number of people on project breaks. Again, virtual meetings here too. Uh, and, oh, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Sanitizing stations, uh, at all job site entrances. Uh, awareness, uh, again, we're, we're having, you know, as we do with our weekly town halls internally, we're always, oh, what's the latest and greatest in COVID? Keep reminding people what to do, how to do, be careful, think about what you're doing, wash your hands, watch your sneezing, just, Social distancing, we need to use social distancing. It's, it's physical separate, you know, physically distancing, uh, you know, socially. Let's keep talking on the WebEx or phone or whatever. You know, and, and sites and clients have cracked down too. We just don't pop in and visit them anymore. Uh, they want to know if you're coming, prepare, make sure it's okay and essential, uh, those types of things. And, you know, sign people in and, you know, just kind of if you've gone to the grocery stores, uh, most businesses that are open, they're limited in how many people are in the store. So they'll check you as you go in. If there's too many people in the store, they'll hold you up until somebody leaves and that type of stuff. So there, there's, again, there's, there's, there's a lot to this. This is a big deal. So that's, those are just some of the things, tools we've used and, and again, some expansion on on what we're doing and how we're working around these. So, so once you get you know the the good headsets, and that's a great advice. You know, you get a good headset, and you decided on the you know the the software tool or platform you're going to use. Um, you know, is is there any other like you know meeting protocols or or you know rules of engagement uh, for the, uh, you know, the, either the project meetings or, or things that are, that are new and are there any soft skills that would be good to, for people to use? That's a huge topic as well. The the biggest and basic, most painful that most people get on a conference call sometime prior and, and you'll find very quickly that you just want to scream out and yell at somebody and say, okay, everybody mute unless you're talking. 
so that you don't have noise, things like that. So there are, you know, just think of that. Uh, your microphone's picking up noise. Flip your microphone up out of your face so that you're not Darth Vadering someone, you know, while you're breathing and with the mic on and things like that. So learn to mute. You know, that's probably one of the biggest pet peeves of, of all meetings, and that's been going on for quite a while. And uh, those types of things, and just people need to take a little more time, just stop and think and jump into, con- you know, how you jump into conversation, uh, engage there, just courtesy and, and, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, go ahead. You have to do a little more directing on speaking because you don't have the visual cues like you do sitting around a table. So that, but again, we remotely manage projects a lot already, so it, it's there. So it's share an agenda and have a plan. And once you start working with these things, you kind of get into a flow and and get comfortable with talking. But again, so many of the basics of that. Stuff. Right, and you also mentioned the the you know kind of you know in addition to the technical project meetings, there was also the the social kind of happy hour. Um, meetings as well that were also important right yeah there is and and those are widely popular and again people naturally you know it was kind of weird we well not weird but we had when we had our first project and and group team huddle where we've got 30 plus people that were used to getting together weekly around a big production room table and uh uh, we hadn't talked to everyone for, you know, nobody's hardly talked to each other for a week. There's some that did a lot, but it was nice to get there and there's a lot of chat. Hey, how you doing? And, and go around the, the group and saying, getting a little touch and base and giving everybody a chance to share what's been going on, how they've been coping. Uh, you know, turn on your webcam and show me your workspace, uh, these, these kind of things. And, you know, this morning was one of the, you're razzing each other, the architect giving the engineer a little grief about his uh, posters in the background not being quite lined up right, things like that. So the the social aspect, again, we are social creatures, and so we recognize that, and, and we, we're, we're making sure that we have ways for people to reach out. And, and again, since you're not in the office, you can't walk around impromptu things, you have a plan, but uh, make sure you, you, you make concerted effort and set up a time to get together, talk and huddle up. Uh, communication is very important. And so you've got to make sure that you're making an effort to communicate, communicate with everyone, uh, let everybody have a chance to join in and those types of things. Terrific. All right. Well, it's, it's all good advice. I mean, they, these are transitional times and you know, maybe some of these practices will, you know, continue forward. I know when we used to cover, you know, collaborative software and there was, you know, large, these were these were multi-person meetings in two different places. If one had donuts and the other didn't, it became an issue and they had to have what we called parity of treats on both sides. I don't know how you do that now, though, because everybody's in a separate location, but... Yeah, that's a little bit, that's a bit challenging. We had issues with that where we would do company wide meetings and try to do a presentation where we again we are across four time zones, so somewhere it's lunchtime for somebody and others it's late morning or right after breakfast. So yeah. you you learn to live with that. You know, again the etiquette there when you're on in the group with lunch, don't be crinkling your potato chip bag too much and okay, everybody, right now, unwrap your sandwich, get that all the way now crunch quietly you know munch on your sandwich watch your chips by the mic that type of stuff so it's even more important to mute your line 
Yeah. So learn to meet, uh, you know, and, and I think one of the main things that it's, it's an attitude, you know, we, you know, responsibility value, you know, our team is making an effort to check in with each other, make sure everyone feels supported and, and a part of the, the group that we've spread out now. And we got to virtually make sure that everyone's being a part, uh, be patient and understanding, you know, just things are, you know, calm down. You got, you got to take things with a grain of salt, uh, whether it's, you know, things are going to distract you at home. You got things going on. The kids are out of school for a lot. They're all, you know, and the other part is, and the big challenge here, and I'm, I'm lucky so far. I, I was prepping for this and doing some other stuff late afternoon yesterday, and my computer died, you know, went blue screen twice in about 30 minutes, and I lost some stuff. And I was like, ah, you know, but it's going to happen. People get bumped off calls and stuff. And, and again, your remote meetings and all this stuff, as I, we talked earlier, uh, there's always going to be someone with a bandwidth issue or things like that, or their sounds garbled, and you say, eh, can you repeat yourself, please? And it's not a big deal. Just take your time. Uh, you know, if you follow me, hey, call back in. We'll work around it. Things can get done. We're all going through this together, and we need to learn to just be patient, solve problems. Uh, we've had some people that have bandwidth when you're on a computer and you're sharing video and audio. That takes up more bandwidth, obviously. Some people don't have that, so what they've done is, okay, they call in on their cell phone. And they have their computer so they can see what's going on. So that way that relieves the computer and they don't have the, the garbled. So there's, you know, understanding bandwidth, what happens quarterly. The big thing is if you've got kids, uh, if you got a critical meeting and you need to be online and have everything, uh, make sure the kids aren't playing Call of Duty with half their buddies and uh, chewing up their bandwidth so that you have the, the functionality you need. Take time to share. It's like anything. But again, key thing, be patient and have a sense of humor. Yeah. Well, patience is probably the most important uh, insight in there. I mean, that's a, that's a, it could be a good silver lining for the whole current situation if, if folks develop more uh, patience with each other. Yeah. Patience, uh, as I said, going out and about, I think you're going to see a, a resurgence of patience, courtesy, things like that. So, I mean, hey. Things change in our world. We live with it. We adapt. We go on, and and uh, we learn from things. So let's take the good out of this as much as we can. All right. Well, listen, Steve, that was uh, some great input. I'm, I'm sure it gives our listeners and a lot of encouragement and some news they can use to cope with the present uh, COVID-19 crisis. Thanks again for cluing us in today. You're quite welcome, and hope hope everyone stays well. All right. This has been another uh, Control Amplified podcast. I'm Jim Montague. Thanks for listening. And uh, please uh, remember that the Control Amplified podcasts are always available on most of the podcasting apps, such as the iTunes Store and Google Play, and on Control Magazine's YouTube channel podcasts. Plus, you you can always just listen right away at controlglobal.com. Thanks a bunch.